Okay, Alex, the Pies are on a roll, six in a row. But before we get stuck into the Collingwood Football Club, massive announcement this week pertaining mm. to the grand final entertainment. Now, I don't know if you saw this one coming, but I had a sneaking suspicion it could be Robbie Williams. So, Robbie Williams confirmed, locked in, headliner for the mm. AFL grand final entertainment. Uh, the pop superstar share. I love when um, we get to see, you know, people from outside of the football bubble mm. talk animatedly about their excitement of, of jumping on the AFL bandwagon. And we got we got an absolute doozy. We got a treat from Robbie Williams. Now, I just want to preface <laughs> this by saying the reason why we knew this was coming is I don't know if you have many friends in the film industry. But I there's thought been you were just going to say, I don't know if you have any friends. Well, you can edit that. You can edit that. Okay. But there's been rumours swirling about um, around this Robbie Williams biopic that's been being that's being shot in Melbourne. Have you heard about this? Oh, right. I, very briefly, what's going on? Okay. So, you know, Robbie Williams, pop superstar, he's decided to do a movie um, about his life, about okay. his career, mm-hmm. but with one little um, tidbit. All right. Uh, one little hook, if you will. Robbie Williams is being played by a CGI monkey. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. It's true. It's true. Like, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe oh it when I God. heard it. But the because you, you, you remember that Queen biopic that came out, you know, the Queen movie, which yeah. was really good. Bohemian Rhapsody. The, the, the guy, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, the with guy the, won an Oscar for it, I think, yeah. playing um, Freddie Mercury. So, Robbie Williams won up Queen by having the life and times, the life story of Robbie Williams played by a CGI ape. So, hang on. Is it a live-action film with, like, a CGI yes. ape? Like, yeah, with a CGI like monkey. Yeah. And I, basketball and I know I uh, know you have thoughts on um, animated animals because we've had this discussion <laughs> before. I know you're not a big fan, but can I just get your first thoughts on the um, Robbie Williams biopic before we dive into the AFL Grand Final? Are you, um, are you surprised that Robbie would be played by a CGI monkey? I'm surprised. Um, mm. But then again, maybe I shouldn't be surprised by anything that Robbie does. Mm. Uh, the mm. thing I loved about the announcement of the mm. uh, AFL Entertainment was he's always had this tongue-in-cheek kind of cheeky, you know, British humour thing going, Robbie. Lad, the which lad, I, yeah. Which I appreciate. doesn't take things too seriously. They certainly succeeded in bringing him into the tent with some very savvy AFL product placement. Telstra, mm. AFL Sharon in his hands. Um, I wonder if on the day it's going to be him or the monkey. Because <laughs> he's got big shoes to fill. He's got to fill Lionel Richie's shoes he's, if he's going to play uh, at a Pies premiership. Mm. When, I, when I heard about the monkey, I was, I was quick to dis- dispatch it as a gimmick, as a, as a um, you know, a live animated shot CGI sort of mm. catastrophe. But then I got to thinking about, you know, just the state of entertainment, the, the volume of content that exists out there in the, in the stratosphere at the moment. And... You just you got to do something like mm. just the fact, the mere fact that we're talking about this Robbie Williams film with a CGI monkey. It's sort of doing its job, whether it's good or bad. I think you know we all have our thoughts on 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 what that will serve That's up. That's the yeah, pitch. The pitch is the, you've got to do something. We've got to do something. So we bring it back to to the announcement. It's Robbie Williams. He's in what can only be described as a dimly lit hotel room mm. um, with. Uh, sort of at a poker table. It feels like a dining table, but it's like really lush upholstered leather. Now, he's standing in this opulent sort of environment in a pair of jeans and um, we call them a wife respecter these days. We don't call them a wife beater. We call them a wife respecter. It's a black, tight-fitting utility 
singlet, mm. brandishing a brand new Sharon that mm. is just permanently stuck, is fixed on the Telstra logo. So, first impressions of of, of Robbie set up in the um, I don't know, it's the ambassador suite at the Park Hyatt Hotel London. I'm guessing, but yeah, first cool thoughts on that, the um, I just got it up. Mm, yeah, mm, you got it. Yeah, it's it's uh, curious center of frame. Mm. Um, it looks very ad hoc, like quite rushed. It's it's the kind of shot where which you see, or the kind of scene you see on a media tour. Mm. Or um, a big movie, and I think the video dudes have to like they get ten minutes right in the hotel yeah, yeah. room. Yeah, got ten minutes in and out. There's a yeah, the, you know, publicity checks. Like Robbie's like, look, I'll I'll do the I'll do the um the grand final, whatever you call it. But mm. you got me ten minutes. Give me the ball. Come on, let's do it. Chop yeah, chop. It's like, gets to the end of it. It's like now Robbie, great tape, but it's AFL. Can you just can you just say it again? It's <laughs> a a a a for Apple. Yeah. AFL. Yeah, and good, then, good, good, good. Then they throw the uh, NFL American football in. Does it for the Super Bowl. Throw a soccer ball in. He does it for you know. He hits a few mm. at one time. He's um he's versatile, but it is big news, and I don't mind anything that gets us away from Birds of Tokyo. Mm. Fuck yeah! Me. Like I don't know. Like sometimes <laughs> these these kind of B B minus grade like AFL yeah. outfits they just they do the rounds and it gets tiresome. So a bit of pizzazz and we've, we've talked a lot about um, Lionel Richie in the past and just some mm. of that star power that he mm. brought to proceedings and I'm sure Robbie can do the same. It's really interesting you mentioned Birds of Tokyo because at one point in the announcement, Robbie really sweats on the fact that he will have a very large contingent of local Australian acts and performers as part of the entertainment, even going as far as to say, to point out that some members of the Robbie Williams backing band will be Australian citizens. And it's, it's, it becomes, yeah, when you, you kind of hear it, you hear it a couple of times and it just becomes so goddamn obvious that he's yeah. trying to get ahead of a potential oh, storm. Scripted. It's the AFL. Around- yeah, they're trying to head off the criticism before it even starts, which um, I don't care. I don't care. The like, criticism, no one gives a shit. It no started with Meatloaf. That was no when one it cares. started. The criticism started with Meatloaf when he botched it. And people just jump on that bandwagon, you know, and I think with a recession looming, you know, soft cap coaches being hung out to dry, I think spending too big and not mm. supporting local artistry is is contentious. But who cares? Like, Robbie's going to put on a show. Um, yeah. My question is, in CGI the in the vein, oh, yeah, the monkey's going to put on a show. In the vein of Jack Rewald, who who absolutely butchered that Killers song mm, after the game. Yep. When we yep. do win the flag demo, my question is, yes. which Collingwood player will get on and butcher <laughs> a Robbie Williams hit? What's a Robbie Williams hit? Angels. Uh-huh. Angels. Angels. Well, it has to be it has to be Ginevan, right? Like it has to be Ginevan slurring, um, slurring the words seven cans deep, you know. Yeah. And then waking oh. up in Robbie's hotel room and nine yeah. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a big episode of Pirate. Let's let's boot this baby home. Let's go. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Bronze had five bounces, nearly get another one. 
Who's the smartest guy on the team? Because we don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Alex, Victoria Park, Spices Paper, Peter Dacos, Lexus Centre, Lou Richards, Mick Malthouse, Pie Hard, all Collingwood institutions, all connecting the worlds of Collingwood and culture, bringing you the hidden story, strange beauty, and offbeat culture of the pies and beyond. Let's get straight into game in a movie. You missed it's a good um, one. King of Moomba. You missed King, King of Moomba. Moomba. Yeah. Culture. Who was Collingwood? Who, King of Moomba, because we had two, didn't we? We had uh, I'm gonna Tony. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Okay, okay. I'm going to get to that all later. Right, all right. Save that one up. Should have read the notes. Yeah. Game in a movie. Now, one thing I've noticed this season of Pie Hard is we used to, Pie Hard used to be in years gone by, especially last Good. year, it used to be basically an extended <laughs> Pies Wide Shut. Yeah, it was. Because it was there was dirty. so much shit mm, going So much down sh- shit mud raking in going the corridors on. of power. Mm. That's so that, bloody clean. Now, we never play the Pies oh, Wide Shut theme anymore. No. And unfortunately, I still wouldn't have a cause. There's nothing there's no, there's controversial, no controversial enough to actually yeah. play it. So yeah. I had to go and make a new theme. This is okay. the theme um, for Game and a Movie. Hit me. All right. If you really want to know what's going on is that I'm sick to death of football and I couldn't care less whether I never play another game in my life. It's a lot of macho competitive bullshit. Football shits me. Now, do you know where that's from? <laughs> yeah, it's the club. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? it's the club yeah. starring yeah. none other than yeah, John Howard. Great. Of course, John Howard is the um, star centre half forward, not John Howard of Pakistan Howard cricket ball mm. fame. Nope. Um, the other John Howard, the big Eyebrows. John Howard. Um, mm. Love that. And one day we're going to do another uh, film and a movie review of the club, and I'm sure Pi Hard yep. will jump on that. But in the meantime... We'll set off a game in a movie, and my hero for the week. I'm, I'm I really enjoyed identifying this particular individual in the team because I don't think he gets a lot of cred, but right. I think that he's performed his own little renaissance, right? In the same vein that the Renaissance has enlivened the season, mm. and it's WHE. It's Will Hoskin oh. Elliott. Now we love Will Sweep Squad. We love Will, but there's mm. been times in recent years, I'd say over the last two years, where he's looked extremely brittle. Mm. Disinterested. Uh, well, uh, that's the thing is I wouldn't say disinterested. I'd say he's always tried his hardest, but he's looked totally out of form and confidence mm. and should mm. mm. We've said in the pod before that he is the, of all the Collingwood players, he's the, the most Anzac-like yeah. in yeah, terms yeah. of <clears throat> actually like being on the battlefield in, in – mm. 1915 um, mm. over at Gallipoli. And it's mm. it's appeared at times he's had PTSD or shell shock yep. or something. Yeah, yeah. i got to say yep. he has, and this has slipped under the radar a little bit, but he mm. has come good this year in a mm. in a really important way under McRae's game plan. Mm. He's a terrific link man. Yeah. And this yep. week he's the hero because I'll of get, the I'll crumb. Get, the crumb. I love Neither it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to get cancelled for this take, but I, I've – I felt like the um, the mm. rise of um, Will Hosk- Hoskin Elliott mm. sort of imploded um, after he had his kid. Now I'm not pointing a finger at any at his home <laughs> life. I'm not p- p- any individuals, but children will break you, and um, you we did see tired? that. 
we did see that. We saw a lot of a lot of tiredness, uh, some puffy eyes. You know, just maybe the reactions weren't as quick as they should be, and that's fine. That's understandable. But something's happened of late. Something's mm. happened this season. I'm just wondering whether the um, child has left or <laughs> something's happened. And um, look, we're, we're not going to speculate. Obviously, that's not what we do on Pie Hard. But there's been there has been a a renaissance. Uh, Associated with Will Hoskin Elliot, and we hope everything's fine actually with, with his own life. But he dude, is getting he he's like getting Jack thirteen hours. He's getting thirteen hours. He's sleeping in. <laughs> he is going out for brunch. I thought he had multiple. He's kids. catching up with his mates. He's going to the pub. He's doing all of that yeah, he's great playing, stuff. He's playing two up. He's, the, he's uh, playing no two up. Land. He's back. He he's is back, going baby. on long holidays. He's reading a book he's at back. the beach. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. And I agree. It's um. I give a little bit of credit here to the um, McRae uh, game plan, which mm. is um, utilizing him for his strength. Back to life, yeah. Aerial, aerial. He's an aerialist. Mm. And yes. he's become a terrific link man. So, hero, WHE. Villain for the week. Now, I'm going to actually defer to you, Damien. Okay, right, right, right. I don't like to be too critical. These oh, they're, they're giving their role. They're giving their role. But well, if, if you're going to okay. be cancelled, you may as well be double cancelled. So, yeah, I might as, well, as well go out. I might, might as well go down swinging. Uh, Villain this week is uh, none other than Captain in Waiting, some would say Taylor Adams. Mm. Now, I don't want to be too critical on Taylor, um, but he does make a lot of mistakes on the football field. And I, what mm. I will say, that's okay. We're in an era of um, Fly McRae where mistakes are going to happen and we accept our mistakes and we learn from them and we grow. But the one thing I noticed on the weekend with um, Taylor Adams mm. is- the new game plan, which has us really aggressively taking on the corridor, if you fuck that up, it <laughs> almost inevitably comes back to really, really punish you on the scoreboard. And, you know, mistakes will happen. And you, you want to encourage young kids to take on the corridor and, and, and pull off those, those risky kicks that will set up the, the goal. But when it happens, like two or three times in a really clutch game mm. and it did like it happened with Taylor Adams it happened like th- three times I counted and just you know just silly turnovers and you know far out like I don't know and then someone sent me this gets- tonight so okay go on oh well, someone sent me this and it's like this is I don't know AFL Central I don't know what any of this is but Taylor Adams broke an unfortunate record on the weekend most consecutive matches with three or more clangers since the stat has been recorded. So he's had 24 consecutive games with three or more clangers. Uh, leads the field. I mean, there's other distinguished names here, so I'm not shit canning Taylor here. There's Jaeger O'Meara, there's D- the great Dustin Martin, Ollie Wines. Clayton but the question Oliver, is, Damo, like, you, you are shit canning him. And I think. Question is: no, Do, do his assets, can- do his strengths I'm- outweigh those clangers? No, 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 no. I'm not shit counting him. What I'm saying is the Craig, the Craig McRae game style doesn't suit him. Has exposed that as a flaw. I think with okay. Buckley last year, when it was like a you know just a shit fest, you know, grab the ball, get tackled, kick to the boundary line thing. It it doesn't. It's <laughs> not as fest. it's not as glaring. But with the with the highly polished Craig McRae game style, those clangers they they really hurt. Do you think so, it's yes. mental or is it just skills? Like, does he get? I think it's purely in the skills. moment. No, or does he I just don't can't think so. execute. I don't think so. I think he's I think he's really good in those situations. I think he's you know he's a great 
you know, his traits are he's a, he's, a, he's a great leader. He's tough. He puts his head over the ball. He gets down. He wins the hard the hard ball. He's the Luke Ball type that we we mm. sort of had in that in that 2010 era. He's gritty, gritty, gritty. But um, you know, Craig McRae is building a team which is just you know a, a Nick Dacos, Josh Dacos. You know, read the read the ball, execute skills. Like this is very uncollingwood. Like again, to see a team a, a Collingwood team which is sort of so accurate and and um, so proficient. Via foot. Well, here's the thing: is I don't think it's necessarily just accuracy. I think it's also the fact they're embracing the contest. So mm. a lot of kicks which don't necessarily come off cleanly, they work anyway because the players up the field are prepared to make the contest. And they've, mm. they've it's been said that you know their DNA is to is to force the ball to ground basically in a contest and then work off the next contest to move it forward again. Territory game. Look, I have to agree to disagree to a, to a, to a point. I think that mm. I think that Tay Tay's strengths are good enough for the team and for the soul of the team and and the, and the leadership to outweigh some of those clangers. Um, but one thing we did notice, Damo, I think you I think you noticed this um, on the telecast, mm. and I didn't actually pick it up myself, um, so you have to explain to me. But there was a sartorial choice of eyewear yes. with Taylor. So what happened there? Yeah, we love to see a, a Collingwood footballer, you know, embrace fashion and, and mm. men's style. And uh, Taylor Adams, I'm just trying to pull it up now, but Taylor Adams was interviewed um, at the start of the game and was, he looked very good, actually. He was mm. wearing he was wearing some really thick tortoiseshell um, glasses. Bookish. Yeah, bookish. Very and- un-Taylor-like. And I, I didn't pick up on that. I, I didn't know that Taylor wore glasses. I don't. I still don't know if he wears glasses. But mm. it was a very, very, very refined. Yeah, look. there it is. Quite like the Cary Grant style or the Errol Flynn type um, look. Well, here's um, my, really well, and, mm. here's my theory. Yeah, go. He looks bookish. He's blind, cerebral, um, thoughtful. All mm. those characteristics we wouldn't have associated with Tay Tay with the tortoise shell. Um, and it it's a good look on him. Yeah. And who else can look bookish, cerebral, um, like like a strong and handsome leader? Well, that's Darcy Moore. And did some digging, and I went back to something which caught my attention in May of this year, which was mm. the interview that um, Tay Tay did on Fox. Have a listen. I read with interest Darcy Moore's aspirations during the week to to be the next captain of Collingwood. Clearly, Pendles. Can't do it forever. Mm. Do you want to be the next captain of Collingwood? <laughs> I knew this question was coming. Um, well, you should you should be prepared then. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I just have full confidence in the four of us: Pendles, Howie, Darcy, myself, to um to lead this footy club, whatever in whatever capacity that looks like. And if that's you know with my name as as captain, then then so be it. But if it's with Darcy, I mean, I'm going up against one of the greatest candidates ever. The the blokes are. A very smart human being, you know, almost almost perfect, and um, clearly a very good, very good footballer. Um, and his last name's Moore, so yeah, um, I've got my work cut out. Wow, I, I didn't know. I've never heard that. Yeah, and when he delivers that, mm. he's he kind of a little, he's blushing a little bit, and mm. there's a chip on his shoulder, I think, and it, there's mm. there's a sense of slight injustice that when his time comes around, when he can finally claim the leadership. Of the football club, which which would mm. represent a real renaissance in his own life, because I believe that you know he he was he was a f- fairly rough kid growing up, and I think he had his own problems yeah. with violence and other issues. Um, oh, did he? I didn't. I didn't. 
Look, what, did he? I don't want to like break any news because it's all hearsay. So, hmm. you know, I've, I've I've heard on the rumor mill, and you can't you, you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't always can't trust call the, the pie hard lawyers. Pie hard lawyers, right now, you know. What I'm saying is that from a character point of hmm. view, as a younger man, he wouldn't have been seen as captaincy material of one no. of the biggest institutions in the land. Yeah, but he's reworked himself and worked on himself and and his leadership. Um, and his craft as a footballer to such a degree that he has a- been able to like change change himself and be basically yeah. in the mix to be captain. But mature. That interview really like it kind of alerted me to the fact that he does feel a little bit hard done by coming up against Darcy Moore. So you come back to the tortoise shell glasses. Clearly, mm. it's an attempt to copycat to try and go down that cerebral path to try and claim some of that strength from Darcy um, for his own sartorial presence yeah and i don't i don't know whether it's the right way to go tete i think maybe lean into what what you naturally bring as a footballer um maybe go with the speed dealer glasses because collingwood is a broad church church mm. and you're mm. right not everyone can be seven foot gazelle and not yeah. everyone should try to be that not everyone can have the last name more i i would i would go one step further and get the uh teardrop tattoo just under the eye just really <laughs> Yeah, sort of maybe some script as well, just to just to go on the opposite angle. But a bit to unpack from that, I, I think the first thing is the amazing insight from was it Nick Reitwalt who said that Scott Pendlebury can't captain the football club forever. Yeah, that's astonishing um, insight right there. Um, with regards to Taylor, I I've heard that for the first time just now, fresh, and there was a little bit of a defeatist attitude um, around yeah, that. There was. He did he did reference um, you know the smarts. He described more as perfect. virtually almost perfect. Yeah. Um, and the third one the was, surname. which I took as a little bit of a grab, was, was, was um, you know, he has a sur- surname like Moore. Yeah, that was a bit underhanded. Yeah, uh, a little ne- bit, nepotism. a little bit. But look, I think the writing's on the wall. And I, I think, again, like just to, to continue on with the theme of this pie hard is that there is a generational change between Nathan Buckley mm. and Fly McRae, not purely and simply based on game plan, but also um, preferences for leaders and um, the interesting thing with Taylor Adams, just to just to kick on this a little bit more, who do you think, because Collingwood has a really good base of young footballers right now, like the Ginnivans, the Nick Dacosses, you know, the, there's a, a lot mm. of young kids coming through, the Ollie Henrys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who do you think would resonate with those young players as a stronger leader? Is it the 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 book smarts mm. and cultural um, nuances of, of a Darcy Moore fluent in Indonesian, or is it the the in and under grunt and um, sp- spitting fire of, of Taylor Adams? Hard I think it's slave, yeah. I, I think it's the more. I think it's the yeah, more. But I, I think that society in general, the way it's going, is going to resonate more. Young people will resonate more with more, more with more. Yes, more, um, more. but more is more. Yeah, and I think that that was reflected in the leadership vote, which we covered mm. in one of the first pods of this season. Pi Hard 36. There was a transparent vote, which they put in a video, which I was surprised mm. at, where we saw that Moore had leapfrogged most people, except right. for Pendlebury, I think, as in terms of the voting. And, and players and staff got to vote. And Moore was significantly more popular um, than yes. Taylor Adams in the four walls, especially with staff. Mm. And... I think that was telling, but um, he's got yeah. re- he's got real school captain vibes, doesn't he? Um, well, I think he was school. I mean, it's literally his school captain of Kerry Grammar. I think. 
was, right. was his, and you can see it, just the flowing hair. It was short back then, but just um, upstanding, team. you know, getting up on the podium with his blazer on, accepting the prize for God knows what, everything. Mm. You probably got a prize for everything. Um, mm. Look, we're not breaking new ground by saying that Darcy Moore and Tay-Tay represent different visions of a captain, but I think um, I think the longer Penelope's gone on, obviously the more damaged Tay-Tay's chances of taking the captaincy are, and I think that yep. Darcy Moore, he's 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 definitely next in line. That's basically in a nutshell. Moving on, so we have uh, we've covered uh, the hero and villain love scene. Now mm. we don't have to dwell on this, but mm. and Magpie supporters will agree. Every single pirate will agree. The Dacos to Dacos for the Dacos third goal. Um, oh my god, <laughs> the vision. Yeah. The execution, the kick across across the, the guts. Yeah. Didn't have to break stride, the poetry. The other mm-hmm. part of the love scene was in the stands and also featured Dacos. And it was a picture that you alerted me to, or a series of pictures of a post mm. by Angry Dad. Mm. Now, we know Angry Dad to be, um, what's his name, Mark Orville? Yeah, Mark Orville. Mark Orville, who's uh, ex-pie. Friend of, the, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, um, who's made it big in the... The world of the interweb um, as um, an angry dad who his children shouts at his sons, pranks on him, mm. and um, look it up, look it up, angry dad. Mm. I thought it was curious. Um, so he posted this quite gushing and quite heartfelt, poignant uh, Twitter post about his friendship with Peter, and they attended the Gold Coast game together. And I thought it was telling that there was not only photos of them arm in arm. Well, there was photos of them arm in arm, but from a third party perspective and I thought who is he recruited to <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually like take yeah. the pap snaps of him yeah. arm in arm with Peter in order to convey to us yeah. how great friends <laughs> and they were groomsmen 30 years ago and they were always going to be buddies. Yeah. It, it seemed a little bit orchestrated, but it was mm. it was heartwarming. Beautiful all the same, but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was um it was one of those one of those shots where it was like felt or, or appeared to be quite candid, but then you it's like the um like the shooter on the grassy knoll. It's like, hang on, who was actually behind? <laughs> yeah. Who was orchestrating this um this theatrical piece? And but yeah, it was it was from behind, so Peter probably didn't know the photos were being taken and utilized for that uh, particular <laughs> thesis online. Yeah. But um, I got on you, Mark. Got on you, Angry Dad. And finally, the twist. Now, oh, can I? Can we just before we? Sorry, just before right, we move yeah. into the twist, I just have I have a thought on um Nick Dacos, and Hit I think me. the time the time to act on. Nick Dacos mm. and his potential as a sire, as as a as a potential father son, sort of carrier, if you will, mm. um, or like stallion, is is now. I, I don't know why we're waiting for Nick Dacos to kind of find a life partner, get married, and settle down and have kids. When right now he's actually in the prime of his life. So has he I had puberty? A, I, I, I he absolutely has. He absolutely has. Now I will. I wanted to. I wanted to. To 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 um, float a potential solution. Okay. Now, this is the Magpie Breeding Academy, isn't it? This is the Magpie Breeding Academy, but it's a slight it's a slight detour on that. I am proposing mm. that the Collingwood Football Club, it's like a bounty, it's like a Wild West bounty, a baby bonus of one hundred and fifty thousand mm. dollars, tax free mm. for every child that Nick Dacos has. Now, if he starts now, like if he starts tonight. Mm. We could have in excess of 30 kids by the time he hangs up the boots My along God, distinguished yeah. 300 game career. That's 
I don't have a calculator on me, but that is a lot of money. That's a lot of additional money, which would be paid outside of the salary oh, yeah. cap. 150000 per child, uh, boy, girl, netballer, footballer. Plus an automatic seven-year contract per child. Per so child. They've got I their mean, future assured as well if, as next if we're, future. If, if we're a club that likes to think left field, then the Nick mm. Dacos baby bonus needs to be something that is is um, Mark Anderson needs to be taken. Well, we have to look agent. closely at. Nick's not a... Nick's not the biggest guy getting around. And I think we need to look closely at the pairing because okay, obviously yes. if we yes. were to choose someone mm. um, of the fairer sex who was too slight mm. or short yes. or or weak-wristed um, mm. or didn't have uh, the requisite endurance, we might end mm. up with mm. some mm. flops and then we're stuck with his seven-year deals, 30 of them. Could potentially have multiple partners, and I think that could be where uh, it gets interesting. It you could have t- tall, short, athletic, you know. Yeah, because you, you, you want different positions on the ground, right? That's brilliant. You do. You absolutely do. So, yeah. so we'd start <laughs> off with some tools. But, yeah, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Demo, what's what's better than a twist? Oh, uh, a straight line. Let me tell you. No. Let okay. me tell you. Double twist. <laughs> now, right. take me through Pike. it. How did yeah. you feel when the knee... He did his knee and he's out for a year. Uh, and then when they announced uh, that he didn't do his knee and he wasn't out for a year and he could probably play in a week, that is a double twist. And that is was a, a roller big, coaster. How did you feel? It's a big dub, double twist pike um, routine right there. Oh, look, range of emotions. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I did feel. Mm. Um, his, Darcy Moore's reaction on camera mm. during the song was a tell for me. It I was thought completely. So, but then, then I thought maybe that was a leadership play, a captain's no, play. Because if he was, does his ACL, then he's all jubilant and like team first. It's like, oh, what a great guy. He puts his own, you know, health behind behind the team success. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. So, so this was uh, you, you've seen when there's something really serious, when there's a knee or something, the you can you, the body language is like you can see the players go up and they kind of ask the question, and it's kind of a forlorn nod. And then there's a pat on the back, like a chin up, like don't worry, mate. You're good. This was this was this was jubilant. They, they ushered, they 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 waited, they ushered him into the circle. Yeah. Completely, completely not what you'd do if you were nursing a, a really serious injury. Just the pace with which he arrived on crutches was a bit of a tell. Yeah. And then there was sort of jovial scenes. He was kind of like bobbing <laughs> around and and chatting to to fans and friends alike. And what one thing I will say is like what we did love seeing behind the, and I'll finish off this thought is just the family club mm. the fact that there were it was like it was like being back at the Alexandra Rebels after after a win on the grassy you knoll uh, assuming the beers are out the kids were running around they're playing on the stage they were, they were pissing about it was just mm. a really it was a really good atmosphere really good um really good feeling I love what 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 Fly McRae has, has created in the sense of that family it's like the Australian Open you know the Australian Open it's not it's like no one wants to play the Australian Open. It's a shit time. It's really hot. Mm. You know, the tennis players don't want to fly around the other side of the world. So they've really turned it into like I think they have like um, balloon artists and oh. face painters and shit like that if behind I the scenes. I really t- hear another sycophantic <laughs> comment about Craig Tiley, Tilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Tilly. guy. You I know. know, fucking hell. But um, yeah, love love the family club. But just getting back to Darcy Moore, could tell there's just something different about his demeanor. Yeah, I was hopeful that told me yeah. that he dodged a bullet. I still, it it still felt to me like it was a big long term injury. But he couldn't but, say on the night 
you couldn't say, oh, no, no, there's no damage, no structural damage, because then yeah. it looks like he was being a soft cock. So you had yeah. to wait for the scans and then yeah. uh, do it in a heartwarming tweet. But probably the most popular, was it a tweet? I assume it was. Probably the most popular Collingwood tweet of all time, that, for him to announce that. The collective exhale. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Double twist. Mm-hmm. And there's talk of him playing this week, which I think is a is a um, a fool's uh, errand. But hey, Mate, I'm I, not not an expert in knees. We'll touch so. on this later in the pod. But if you and right. I are taking okay. a week off this week, I'm pretty sure Darcy with a yeah with a hyper extension deserves to as well. And he could even come to us with us to the spa. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Mm, big hyper extension of the pants when that um when that announcement was revealed uh, that Darcy would be back. <laughs> In a, extension in, of the in a mere matter of a mere matter of days, so very excited about that. I did. We did actually just on this subject, and I still mm. think they should do it. And I'm doubling down on this. Mm. And um, if you don't agree with me, that's cool. But surely, at this point, mm. I spoke to my dad about this. Jordan, Ru- they've called Jordan Roughhead and said, "Okay, mate, it was looking a bit shit start of the year." You know, we were thinking of finishing around 12, 13. We'd lost, we'd lost to West Coast, you know, okay, we're in for a tough year. Your finger was playing up, you know, time to call it. We'll, we'll get the video. We'll post it on socials. You're having your kids. All good. It's all great. See you later. Thanks for your service. Um, respectfully, Collingwood Football Club. Now, the, the game has changed. The, the rules of the game have changed. Collingwood is... Staring down the barrel of a of a finals campaign, we've got the hyperbolic media out there talking about how Collingwood can potentially win it, mm. which is a bit insane. But hey, mm. look, we're all we're all for positive news stories. But surely Jordan Roughhead, if He's that finger if that finger hasn't isn't hanging by a a skin morsel, he needs to be. I said he needs to be back at the club nine a.m. Monday morning in the weights room, back jogging. As a as a second third, um, but hasn't he been put on like the a long term injury or delisted or something? I don't know because they got the I other guy in the, in the mid season draft. They got the guy, I think, because Ruffhead announced his retirement, so they're able to get the dude who looks like an Essendon player who's not. From yeah, South Australia. No, I, I would just cop the fine. Where the fine? What's the AFL going to do with Collingwood? Jordan's what, what, heart wasn't what are they going to do? End. Jordan's Jordan lost. I call it up bluff here. on you, AFL. I call bluff on you. Play Jordan Ruffhead. Don't worry about the mid-season draft list thing. Where the fight? What are they going to do? Are they going to can? Are they going to you know not have Collingwood in this league? Collingwood you know is this league. Jordan Ruffhead's mind was elsewhere. His heart wasn't in the end. And do you know what? You know you know what's better than Jordan Ruffhead. I don't care if his heart's not in I'll it. I'll tell you what's better than hands, Jordan Ruffhead. As long as his hands and feet are in it. Nathan Murphy is better than Jordan Ruffhead. Okay. He's Nathan Murphy yeah. is so exceptional. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll up. pay that. Yep. I'll pay that. All right, let's move on. Hard yes. Now, there's a growing sort of murmur amongst mm. the, the pie-hard um, throng around a gross miscarriage of justice in the AFL football world. And I speak exclusively of Severio Rocker being excluded from the AFL Hall of Fame. Now, this was a couple of weeks ago. The AFL Hall of Fame was announced. And again, Severio Rocker... Mm. One of the all-time goal-kicking greats, exquisite technique, 
a model citizen, never nigh on put a foot wrong. No, squid man. A loyal servant of the game, a humble champion, mm. two club champion, went to North Melbourne, sort of kept them kicking for another few years. Two sport champion. And went three, three to, sport champion, if you include discus. And played seven or and played exactly played seven or eight seasons in the NFL as a starting punter. You should have seen him with a discus as well. I can't weasel his way. Yeah, it would look very Roman. Was he or was it shot put? Shot put was it? Uh, I'm going to say discus. He was no good idea. naked, wouldn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was definitely an Olympian type. Oh. You know, Greek and Gre- Grecian god. Mm. Was it I one agree. of those stories where he wasn't meant to be playing football and they sn- the, the boys snuck out and would like play under aliases? I think I think that was one of the stories that I heard about Rocket. But a, a, a gross a gross injustice is is happening down there at um, Jollymont or Docklands or wherever AFL headquarters is right now. And if AFL is preoccupied with saving North Melbourne, they need to they need to focus on the big issue, and that is. Getting Severio Rocket into that AFL Hall of Fame, it doesn't mean shit. Like the AFL Hall of Fame doesn't mean shit. But the fact that his name isn't mm. engraved on the um He's fourteenth on the all time goal scoring list. It's wild. He was his it, team's leading goal kicker on ten occasions. Seven for Collingwood like, and three for North Melbourne. It's like KISS in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like for some reason KISS just continually gets overlooked. Only um, only two players, Matthew Richardson and Kevin Bartlett, have scored more goals in their career without winning a common medal. Gee, what so, is this guy? I don't know. I don't he's, know got what a, we need to, he's got a CV. I don't know what we need to do here, but I would be, if if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Collingwood supporter and you grew up idolizing and watching Severio Rocker, write to mm. Gil McLaughlin, care of Let's AFL write House. a letter. Let's write a letter a and then get stro- sternly, A sternly worded letter, and I yeah. get that down there. What's that is, that is an absolute gross. We'll do gross a pile of petitions. Good call. Good okay. hard yes. My hard no, Damo, is McStay or McGo. Um, we don't know whether he's coming or staying at Brisbane or whatever. We don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. That's, that's the real problem. <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Now, either we have a very severe case of Victoria bias. Hmm. Or McStay, whose first name escapes me, and that's an indication of the esteem with which we hold him, mm. is a nondescript dud. I mean, I don't mm. even know what to say. Basically, um, my, my, my first thought was like, who? And then mm. five years, 600 grand is the rumor. It's, it's rumor that it's basically deal done. The mm. Brisbane has matched the five-year offer but on less money. I don't know. It did get me thinking, though, Demo. Isn't this meant to be our time to lure a big fish with free agency porn? We've talked about free agency porn. This is the time for Collingwood to shine. And under mm. McRae, it's the family club. It's the club everyone wants to be at. It's a club Brozzy Maynard, you know, he'll commit to. He'd cut his leg off for the club. Yeah. Um, it's a good place to be. It's a good environment. We hear it every mm. week at the moment. Um, and you can see it. You can see it in those pictures. You can see it in Darcy Moore sprinting into the huddle with crutches despite the fact he's got one leg. Mm. Now, I would have thought now's the time to, to lure a big fish, so hence my disappointment that McStay's name keeps on coming up. But then I, mm. then I thought, well, look, maybe there's more pressure on Graham Wright or Graham Wright is feeling more pressure the pinch. Than, than we think from mm. a 
time is of the essence point of view. Mm. And this is almost demo a blasphemy. Oh, let me explain why. Oh, no. Go. Have has Graham realized that given Collingwood's history of having tiny premiership windows, that we're actually in a premiership sunroof now or a premiership, a hidden window, mm, a premiership right. Lux roof window. Okay. Chimney. Has yeah, he has he actually looked at the list profile? And this is a serious comment and seen <laughs> that the like with the likes of Pendlebury, Howe, to a lesser extent, Sidebottom, Cox. Mm-hmm. With the likes of some of our senior players, because let's remember that in last week, I think we were the, the fourth most experienced side to put on to, yep. to play. Has he realized that actually we are in a better place right at this moment yep. to be in premiership contention that we might be in two years where there might be a dip after the retirements of some of these stars right? before the next generation, a, a slight lag before the Decosian calendar kicks in and the next generation mm. is mm, in their mid like late it. 20s. Now, I'm hoping it's not the case, but I don't it, would, like it. it would explain why you need to desperately go and pay a guy 600 grand who's another kind of undersized uh, key forward to try and help Majek. The kind of the attitude seems to be we need to help Majek now for mm. success now rather than trying to lure maybe in the next year or when there's more free agencies on the market because right. this year's right. a bad market rather than trying to lure a bigger name like a Ben King or whatever from Gold Coast. Yeah, or a Logan McDonald. Yeah, uh, look, I I don't know what's going on with this one. This is this is an anomaly to me. Um, just purely on height and output. Mm. Um, he doesn't, you know. And he's I don't kicked twenty eight goals once in in one of the uh, seasons. You kind of think third all, tall. you kind of think it's all bullshit or like no one knows what they're talking about. But there's just so much conversation about it that you like it becomes oh, I mean, this must be a done deal. Well, I looked um, at the free agencies uh, the, or just out-of-contract players across the league and basically there's no one. And I think yep. that's playing into it. And I think that there is a, this sense of desperation that they need to get someone to support Majek now mm. and he, he might be the best option on the on the table. The really worrying thing for me about Daniel McStay is the length of mm. his... Don't say it. Wikipedia page. Okay, okay. Good. Now, if you go onto his Wiki- Wikipedia page, there's no information there. <laughs> like th- he, like, not he. You know, you'd expect of a um of a key forward mm. to at least go below the fold, like with achievements, incidents, you know, um, mm. personal life. You know, it's not hard to kind of you know get a, at least a dozen sentences. Going on your on your uh, career, Mate, if he Doesn't, goes to Collingwood, that Wikipedia page will swell to a. This is this is size. what it this is what it says. In the dying moments of his first game with the Lions leading by four points, McStay overstepped the goal square when taking a kick in from full back, <laughs> resulting in a ball up in the Lions' defensive goal square. Oh god! The kang the kangaroos failed to score from the stoppage, and the Lions held on to win by four points in Jonathan Brown's farewell. Is game. he another? F- Back made forward guy. We've it's got insane. It's wild. It's wild. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. And um, Graham, other- Wright, if you're listening, you have our number. We mm. welcome a call. The other hypothesis is perhaps mm. that um, going with a mobile style forward line with like lots of my checks. Mm. You know, you got all these guys that aren't huge, but they can move. Maybe that's it. <laughs> 
We should also say, too, we've just spoken about the resurrection of Will Hoskin Elliott mm. from, you know, the crossroads of AFL football. I would just, you know, caveat that mm. by saying if anyone can resurrect or turn a career around, maybe it is McRae. So, who knows? Maybe there's... Maybe there's a plan all along. Maybe McStay is deliberately underperformed maybe, for every one of his seven or eight seasons. Maybe McStay to lead up to this is, moment. Um, he's McRae's Lee Brown, and <laughs> yes, there'll be the yes. there'll be the McStay the role. Yes, the McStay role will be a role played in our Premiership year. You know what? I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some Lee Brown posts on Pie Hard Social. You know, we should Podcast. add him. We should add Lee Brown to the. Hit list. We should talk. We should talk to. We should talk to Lee Brown. Yeah, okay. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna do it. He's the only guy I know that can kick an off spinner. We're on record. We're on record for that one. Where Lee Brown, we're, we're coming for you. We're, we're coming for you, for mate. You. We're coming to Gippsland. We know you're we're listening. We're gonna hunt you down. Oh, okay. So this is a great one. So we were sent. We, we, this was breaking news for us. We were sent this by um, a loyal uh, piehard listener. And then, of course, the news broke and Collingwood were all over it. But I talk, of course, not about Robbie Williams, the other big ticket in town at the moment, and it's Shorey, the play. Now, hang on to your hats here. Oh, boy. Um, Written by award-winning playwright Neil Cole, Mm. of course. Uh, Shorey relives the life of none other than champion Collingwood footballer Tony Shaw, the Collingwood captain that led his team to a grand final victory in 1990, the death of the Collie Wobbles. It is in parts both a comedy, mm-hmm. a, a tragedy, a drama, and a trip down memory lane. Now, tickets are 38 bucks, which I think is quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a thought on this one, Alex. I think you were suggesting that maybe there's a, a pie-hard excursion See, I put that out to you on the uh, yes, on the did. thread and just got nothing. It was like I a blue bomber. It. No, I ignored it. It I looked like you had uh, seen it. I mean, I can tell when you can see things. You know that? I had, yeah, I read and it. And it was just it. nothing. Moved I was like, man, is it really not like, you know, theatre or thespians? Because this is, <laughs> if there is, if, if Bayard's the nexus of Collingwood and uh, culture, culture. Yeah, this is the nexus of everything we've discussed in eternity. So, thank you. I'm surprised, I think I'm surprised it, we're not in the goddamn play. That's... <laughs> <laughs> not, well, look, not, there not is one time. of the leads. If we take your vape, uh, yeah. we may well end up somehow uh, yeah. in the play. Um, okay. Well, it led us to our hard ass for the week, and how could we not? How could we not talk about Shory the play in relation to hard ass? But we did flip it. So Shory is the new play about Tony Shaw. But we asked everyone out there which Collingwood footballer deserves their own musical. And what should it be called? Now, this one went absolutely bananas. We, um, yeah, it really, it really kicked off. We're going to read some of the um, responses out now. It's listen, really to, listen to this demo mm. from that Age article about Shorey the Mutant. Okay, yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaw was a bit embarrassed before realizing he could not come up with a good enough reason to not cooperate. Not like great vote of confidence. And the quote quote is from Shaw, if I didn't knock back the offer to be king of Moomba, how could I knock this back? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know he was king of Moomba. I didn't know. Yeah, it was king of of Moomba. I think Paul House was the king of Moomba. Lou Richards was the king of Moomba. I think there's a a big vein of Collingwood. We've had three. And you know, as from my research, the only other clubs that have had any kings. Yes. One was Sir Doug Nichols. Mm. So that's Fitzroy back yep. in the day. Yep. Another was Kevin Bartlett. Now, 
We've had three. Three, it's insane. Collingwood is the king of Moomba. Collingwood owns Moomba. Yeah, we own Moomba. Uh, of course, anything, anything anything, to do with ticket sales, you've got to get Collingwood involved. All right, let's Moomba's read out some of these. Some really great responses. Village of the Dead. Uh, this is a good one from The Budge. Steve McKee, and the name of the, the musical is Here, There, and Legionnaire. <laughs> yes. Good one. Oh, hey, good strong you know, There was a play mm. some years ago at Malthouse. Mm. And brilliant premise. The mm. whole play was on a vacation. It was yep. a family on vacation. It was the, it was the husbands, the, the, fa- the kids and the wives had gone out, you know, swimming or whatever. And the husbands Cavorting. stayed. And it was, they were in the kiddie pool the whole play. Oh, right. And there was a kiddie nice. pool on stage. Yeah, very now, cool. Now, Steve, what was it called? Steve McKee, Here, There and Legionnaire. He, here, There and Legionnaire. Uh, Legionnaire's riddled spa on yeah. the stage as like a reveal in Act One. Mm. Oh, sign me up. Yeah, you don't want to be, you don't have the aircon on for that one. Dorothy Chambers said, Shimmy like Didac. Mm. Love it. That's good. No, another one by. Didac could by, do a full Bollywood feature with those oh, hips. Yeah, yeah, a good one from Cable Brand and Friends of Pod, Alan Didac titled Didac. Yeah, Didac. Love that one. This is a great one. Lee Molden said, Phantom of the Orville. Ah, Angry Dad makes another appearance. <laughs> very very good. good. Very good. Mark Ryan just went with pants. Yeah, well. Yeah, love it. There's a lot of drama in that story. Aaron and backed tragedy. Up, uh, Aaron backed up Mark with uh, the obvious is pants, but I would also like to see Barwick, the musical. Dougie Barwick? Now, Dougie Barwick, my understanding about Dougie Barwick's current whereabouts is I believe he uh, is the manager of a drum and golf on Bell Street in Preston. Now, I could be wrong. If you're, if anyone is, is frequents that area and pops into that specific drum and golf, please confirm. But I do believe Collingwood Premiership player Doug Barwick We could um, seek out sponsorship up there. Uh, Phil Carmen. Yep, fabulous Phil Carmen. I did it my way. Love mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Sergio Montoro, who is just a, a legit regular pie hard stan, came back and said, I love this one. Renee Kink hairspray. Good. Now Jet, Kinky, cross, Kinky cross had the Yeah, Kinky had the um had the had the hair salon. The big course. rug, yep. Uh geez, Dorothy. He Chambers. was also in the club, wasn't he? He was in the club. Uh yes. Yeah, yes, he was I in the club. Was unmissable. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Dorothy Chambers and Sandra came up with Checkers, the musical. Now, that would be a rags to riches musical. What was that? Checkers about, the musical? Because that was no, a, I, I don't idea. even know. It'd be yeah. Russian. It'd be some kind of Russian Russian theme. Now, this is a good one from Chris Whelan, Andrew Cracker, Selling Candy. Now, you heard that right. Selling Candy. C-E-L-L-I-N-G-C-A-N-D-Y. And let me explain why. I don't get it. An uplifting musical depicting the turnaround from serving time in a cell ah. to, to selling candy on the football field and changing one's life. Yeah, I tell you what, How it's got that? that. It's got the narrative art. So it's got it. It's got up. everything. It's a redemption like story. And then being, uh, and then being the, um, mm. the the focus of a elaborate progressive art piece in the Rising Festival. Oh, so that yes. is rags to riches as well. Full circle. Cultural. Full circle. Full circle. Uh, Justin said Dacos Dynasty and Rat Pack Chicago style. Now, love, love the, love the reference of Chicago. The um, 
the real uh, ragdoll era uh, musical. Could definitely see the Rat Pack on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just, making a comeback. Just surprise, the Rat Pack didn't get the musical. Yeah, in, as a group, is fantastic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, love it. Oh, this is a good one from um, Emma Zipper. Love this one. Jesus Christ Superstar, starring Nick Dacos. You got to be joking me. Just I had that on one fire. too. I had that on one fire. too. I'm not joking. Oh. That is what great minds. Great minds. Yeah, great, great minds, Emma. Emma. Love that one. Uh, starring Jimmy Nick Pavel- Dacos as himself is my note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Technicolor Dreamcoat. Technicolor Nikes. Uh, Jimmy Pavlovic. You said James Manson. Uh, Brett, yeah, said Buck- Brett said Buckley. Winning isn't everything. Oh, uh, best you can do. Um, uh, Steve said Danny Roach. Uh, Thomas said discover the untold story of the witches of the Lexus Centre who helped and possibly hindered Travis Cloak's goal kicking at Collingwood in Broadway's biggest musical, Kick It. <laughs> <laughs> nice little play on Wicked the there, witches, I love it. Um, witches are played by Gary Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Craig McRae and the Cursed Child starring... Jordan DeGoey. Yeah, yeah, is that Harry good. Potter, is it? Is yeah, that that's good. He had a little yeah, lightning bolt on his head. Yeah, we had the Jason Wilde Circus, <laughs> which I liked. And fabulous Phil Devlin came up with a beauty. He said, and I'll finish on this one, he said, Carmen. Now, Carmen's an opera by Bizet based on a novella by French dramatist Prosper Merami. The title character, a wild Mexican gypsy, is unscrupulous in matters of the law and heart. Multiple club floozy. Could have been anything. Talent to burn. Opening scene is set in 50s Eden Hope, Victoria. Wow. Yeah, and with a poster, right? There's even a poster. There's a poster. With with fabulous Phil Carmen dressed in a, um, yeah, very, you know, a very gypsy-esque. Extra points for the extracurricular, you know, design aspects of that post. Fantastic. Beautiful. I've got a couple demo. Mm, Yeah, okay. West Side Story. Yep. Favourite son, Adam Trelaw, falls in love with rival, sis, rival gang sister, yeah. Faber right. Dunkley. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. The Rocker Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Let's yeah. do the long top again. <laughs> yes, oh my God, love it, love it. And then I had one which uh, Emma I didn't know you could just, sing. Mate, mm. I, uh, I grew up watching the Rocker Horror many talents. Picture Show. Rocker Horror Picture Show, love it. Not with Craig McLaughlin because we can't. That's no. no We've got enough problems. We have enough no, yeah. cultural. It's a, it's, a new, it's a new dawn. Correct. All right, Demo, that's all we've got time for. Whatever that means. All right, Pie Harders, jump aboard. Get your friends on board at Pie Hard Podcast, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. See you in the dress circle, baby. See you backstage, Tony. This is Pie Hard. Just a jump to the left.